1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks
0: Basketball, Basketball Podcast.
1: Podcast. I am your
0: host, Freddie Revis. And who, good sir, are you? Uh, if you scroll down to the credits, you'll see producer. My name's Matt Duncan. How you doing? You're so much more than that, Matt Duncan. Um, <laughs> for anyone watching on video,
1: Matt really wanted everyone to see his the Leaf jersey. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of the best. Wow, can't believe it. Yeah, I've had this jersey now over 7 years. Uh what should be the, you know, we should have just come to the end of his contract and boy, what a great <laughs> 7 years it was. You know, a couple Stanley Cups. He was the next Wendell Clark, you know. Son. Yeah, it, uh, but you have to unfortunately uh, you have to take that sliders hole if you guys remember the show Sliders. Mm-hmm. And uh that's where you're gonna see that world is uh wow. in some alternate <laughs> When you said you have to take that
1: sliders hole, it's like, Oh my god. Matt, this is a basketball podcast. This is a hockey reference and people are probably tuning out. But now you brought it back to sliders, so they're tuning back in. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, even they don't—they could use the weird <laughs> thing. They switch around in sliders <laughs> to slide into this. Okay, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> we are a Raptors sliders. fan pod, but we also talk NBA. Uh, we're not insiders, but we are hardcores. Um, Matt, yep. if people want to like, you know, find us, help us
0: out, uh, we're an anti-age <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm yeah, to do all that. Well, you're gonna to want to start easily, easily the most easiest way. Okay, is go to dunkspodcast.com because we've got links for everything there. It's like uh, you're at a you're at a ba- basketball game. The guy's coming down with that tray of popcorn and treats, and he's whipping them down the aisle at you. That's what our website is. It gets you to where you need to go. You can also listen to the episodes there, but you can also go to thesonarnetwork.com. That is the podcast network we are a part of. You can check out all the podcasts there. We are also on, obviously, all the Apple Podcatcher stuff and the the Stitcher and the Google Podcasts if you like doing that kind of thing, or even Player oh. FM. Um, and we do have a Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. And we do have Anti Itch Tukes Confederacy of Dunks branded. They're pretty comfortable. I got to say so myself, and we do have those on Shopify. Get your orders in, and that thing will be sent in the mail faster than you can say "ante Tecumpo. Wow. Oh. Matt,
1: folks, if you're listening out there, that's <laughs> how a pro throws down. <laughs> And, and, you know, I won't even comment on the analogy of the of the candy singer throwing, <laughs> pelting things at people because it's just a good time. Um, and yeah. I want to get right into this podcast. Uh, but before I yeah. do that, you know, I, I want to make sure that I, I mention the mm. amazing accomplishment uh, of uh, the Atlanta Dream. Crazy. Uh, just because, I, you know, I, I did mention that, Georgia won um, the two Democratic seats: uh, Raphael Warnock and um, uh, I, Ossoff. Uh, I'm forgetting his first name for some reason. Um, Greg, John, isn't it John? John, do think it's John Ossoff? Yeah, and uh, you know that—that's incredible, and it's such you know precarious. Ugly and scary times, yeah. but it's important to remember uh, kind of how that all started. And mm-hmm. uh, during the uh, Black Lives Matter movement in the the bubble and the respective wobble of the WNBA, which is the, they affectionately call it, uh, Kelly Loeffler or Loeffler, who was the senator for Georgia, uh, one of the senators, um, decided to critique. Uh, black lives matter uh, as she's you know fairly openly racist mm-hmm. um, and you know not only did the women of the dream not like just like take it they kind of like raised the stakes and they actually wore vote Warnock jerseys to their game you know and, and she's and, and, the part owner of the team so, yes, I'm sorry, thank you Matt Yes, that's super important part um, Kelly Loeffer's a part, uh, yeah, part owner of the Atlanta Dream Yeah, um, that's why so, Exactly, so that is like, you are you know, you're speaking to truth You're also sticking it to your boss um, And you're doing it for all the right reasons And it wasn't just that like kind of symbolic thing They maintained throughout the campaign And really did help to Bowie Warnock Who, um, you know, they got to the runoff and... Uh, he won so crazy uh, i think that's just an awesome thing to share and uh just a reminder to continue to fight for everyone and um yeah uh just to appreciate you know black lives matter um defund the police and e- email us email your city councilors. The, the the fight is here in canada as well obviously yeah uh, we don't want Shout no to Angel complex stuff here Yeah, Yeah, Aaron O'Toole, you know Aaron O'Toole. I say, Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep the pressure on, and Maddie, let's get to talking some ball. If you're ready, please, good sir, just give me those sweet, sweet words. Okay. Hey, let's, uh, let's bring on guest number one. Um, I had her on the pod for the first time a little while ago. Uh, we've uh, known each other for a long time. We did comedy together. Uh, she's hilarious. She's a wicked stand-up, improviser, hardcore Raptor fan, hardcore Stanimal fan. So I feel like this is a big year for her. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for George Brooks. Hi this is your this is your like
2: anthem um chosen or not (laughs) great it's very me
1: yeah does it uh does it feel like it properly encompasses the year of stanley johnson
2: yeah you know it's like uh methodical and not too much
1: (laughs) i like that yeah that's good um yeah, you know he's been he's been he's been reigning it in. He's been kind of doing a good job, not uh, bobbling the ball this year. There was like one hilarious gif, obviously, um, but he's got the free throw dunk too. So you know he's got he's got different things going on. Yeah. But, um, let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, I uh, I'm forced you two to have some small talk about L. A. Before the pod. Uh, I think it was some good small talk. There was some. Burbank Airport stuff in there. Um, yeah, he, he's an amazing dude. He's a moderator of my favorite place on the internet, uh, a Facebook Raptors group called Gimme Some Raptors. Uh, he's just a wonderful marketing masterpiece of a man. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Andre DePap. Hey! Hey! Okay, this is one of those songs I forgot about. I'm like, oh man, this is like
3: Ninja Turtles walking down the street. Totally. There's there's a big amphibian vibe going on sounds yeah, like it, a frog i was gonna say are those like croc
1: sounds in the back <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah yeah actually croc's my favorite footwear so very appropriate thank you very much um i lost
1: my way uh in my uh intro sentence and i think i called you a marketing masterpiece
3: um, yeah i like it <laughs> yeah. is that cool yeah sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like it uh, when i said it i was like you know what I won't even know when I'm having a seizure, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to <laughs> warn others. Um, let's uh, let's talk some Raptors uh, ball because there's a uh, ton to talk about. Maddie, if you're if you're there and I know you are, I hope you are, but I know you are as well. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious Raptors sting. Raptors.
0: Raptors. Raptors.
1: Sorry. that's the thing I, you know what maybe I'll start getting like messages about how that's like just way too annoying to do but it, I just want to um, let me go to you first uh, Andre uh, and yeah just I'm um, oh, sorry let me just look at my question better here um, oh yeah right it was just kind of about like uh, Pascal I think probably since the Phoenix game has looked a lot like himself. Maybe even the end of that Boston blowout when he had that angry dunk, Kyle said, we need our swagger. And that seemed to be, you know, kind of like the team got their swagger back to a certain degree. I think nurse trust Boucher, which is massive uh, in terms of minutes. You can see it in Boucher. Now he's going to play every night. He's going to make an impact. Obviously, he's always going to have, like, you know, girth issues at the center <laughs> position, but he's effective. And, he, and you know, this yeah. three-point shooting Boucher is, like, an absolute game-changer. Um, so what I'm kind of looking for is, like, who do you think, you know, because we, we've done the trade stuff a little bit on the pod already, and I think it is a trade season, so that's fair. But until that point, we have to keep kind of looking around and figuring out who is going to do what nurse actually said, you know, more guys are finding their role sort of thing. Right. Uh, right. He was pretty annoyed by the starting lineup question. So, you know, for the say that's also a bit of a, a done topic uh, on this pod too. So yeah, just basically like who, who, you know, who do you think is who or what, I guess is like
3: the next step for this team. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of this question and they, answer just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks it's um, the guy that's really being I think the the thing holding us back is weirdly enough OG and Anovi um, I think hmm. he was. Meant to do one of two things um, One, he was either supposed to step up And become a more fundamental piece on offense You know, we, we've we've always known him to be a defensive linchpin Really important for that But, you know, we anticipated like Okay, well maybe he's going to get a bit more aggressive Maybe take a small little leap into becoming A bit more of a lethal Well, maybe not lethal But like a better all around offensive player Mm -hmm. uh that hasn't happened and like really plateaued hard there um and then the other thing we are kind of hoping he would do is be this guy that can fill in gaps and like solve problems like oh crap we don't have a center maybe we can play og at center and oh crap you know we need um whatever matchup situation like let's throw og in there to try and resolve and you know i i He's been fine fine on that front as far he hasn't caused matchup problems, but he hasn't also solved matchup issues either. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, whether it was our expectations were out of whack or, you know, this is just one of those plateau years and you hope that it's not a forebearer for where he settles in into his career. But for me, like we've got our guard play really solid with Kyle and, and Fred. Um, Norm is just bad. And like, you know, you can say he's the problem, but he's also just not super duper fundamental. We've been a very, very good team with Norm being good. And we've been a very, very good team with Norm being average to bad. So like him, yeah, I'd be total cherry on top if he was Good, but like the guy that can't, you know, the guy that can't um, really take games off or or really, you know, hurt us is OG, and I think that's where we're at right now. Is we have you know Siakam right in the ship, Boucher's contributing, our guards are doing well. OG is kind of the guy that's holding us back.
1: Okay, I I really like this take, and I think it's because when you first started kind of like saying OG, oh, I was like, he must be talking about somebody else. Like I feel like <laughs> OG's totally fine, and I think that maybe is it right there. Yeah, And, you know, going back to last season where it's like, oh my god, he's guarding Jokic, and then the next game it's like seven steals against the Hornets. I, I think like, you know, defense is like hard to like replicate these like giant things. You know, Gasol had that weird accomplishment of making Embiid go, you know, zero zero, points points in the game. And, and you know, I think to defend OG, I think he really is like, he's not the, like, he can always be the center, but I think there has been a bunch of moments where he can, his his defensive versatility is incredible. Yeah. And it does seem like the beginning of a season, like, I guess, hesitance from three is over. It seems like he's starting to shoot more and better. But yeah, it's not like he's overperformed to the point of like Fred, obviously, right? You right. Know, Fred, whether it's like off guard, point guard, finishing around the rim, the three defense, Fred is like absolutely just like totally outperforming um
3: you know what he what what, what yeah. we thought of him, he's so. he's he's a he fred is, is performing at at a peak version of himself you know kyle for games has been performing as a peak version of himself siakam's getting there and you're right like these last five games is like pretty close to peak version of siakam or or at least where you want to see him um Yeah, I mean, I just, there hasn't been a game that, like, OG, I mean, I was going to say, there hasn't been a game he won for us, but then again, we're not winning any games, so it doesn't really matter. And also, like, he still does have, like,
1: you know, I would say, probably the second most badass win in Raptors history. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, as far as, like, winning games, he's like, I'm good for years. Yeah, Um, Yeah. But you know i think in these tight tight games we are looking for the the guy who's gonna tip it in or like you know i think that's kind of the spirit of his question is like boucher is like you know i think like pascal doing what he's supposed to is a bigger ask than og so it's a higher achievement yeah um okay george i feel like we're like we've been going forever um (laughs) <laughs> do we, I hope we didn't take all the points away. Um,
2: yeah, no, I have nothing. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I do actually, I wasn't surprised um, when you said OG because I feel like like the problem, I think, with the Raptors right now is a lot of things. <laughs> but one is that, like, Pascal is kind of the only guy that can, I know Freddie can score, but you know, in the last game he was like all assists, all defense and that's so much energy that he didn't score a lot and like we kind of only have Pascal who is, his role is to score um, or to put the ball in the bucket and like I I don't think I think that's just a lot of pressure for him and I don't feel like Pascal is actually amazing under pressure Um, and that's not, like that's a that's obviously a problem but I don't think that's the biggest problem in the world I think we need to put a team around him that can like take some of that pressure off so that when we are in the crunch time we can go to OG and we know he can put it in the like in the hoop and I know you're right that last year he really did have that huge bucket in crunch time which was amazing um to like keep us in the series but that he's not good for a year because of that. Like that needs to be consistent because it's really not fair on Pascal for both of our like forwards for only one of them to be like scoring. Like OG has been really hit or miss. Like he's, he was like really missing all his threes and like, that's why we're losing. Like we don't have enough people who can score. Like we do have enough people who are really great at defense right now, finally, but only in this, only like in the starters. And I count, I count um, Boucher as a starter, even though he's not. But do you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And well, I think, you know, for me, I mean, I, I think the OG stuff is fair. I'm still like in the realm, I guess, of, I don't I like I guess I'm not faulting Kyle Fred OG Pascal or um uh, or Boucher that much because I feel like they're all giving us something. They're giving us like a structure to get in a winning area clearly like we've lost on by one point two nights in a yeah. row Yeah, um, to, to good teams and uh, but you know to, to your point uh, George I think like watching like CJ Mello, Dame all take turns in the clutch was kind yeah. of like well we don't have that like that's not how we roll um and watching you know i mean I, I brought it up on the pod before but it's like clutch goes both ways and i think fred is a hella tenacious defender but watching him try oh. to stop mellow from hitting a jumper is tough yeah. and, and, or cj or tatum or um ingram and i think that's like teams are teams are like all right you're gonna switch with us in the clutch get a comfy mid range and shoot over this guy who's eight inches smaller than you. And that's, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. And like, that brings me into like the, what, how do we make the whole thing better? And sorry, Andre, I feel like you got something.
3: Uh, No, I was just going to say like, you kind of illustrated it there. Like we don't cause any matchup problems, you know, like ever, ever. Like there's, you know, even when we go small, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we just don't cause any matchup problems because when well, we go small, it's not like Siakam and OG are are these bigs that are running people off the court. I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. We
2: our only matchup problem, and I don't understand why Fred is so good at, at guarding. Um, oh my god, <laughs> Steph. But, yeah. like, no right. – like, he's, like, exceptional at guarding him. So, I don't really know why that – first of all, he's really – I think he's an amazing defender across the board. But you're right. Like, I don't know why those defects – is it because Steph's not that tall? Like, what is it?
1: Well, I think in that game, you know, we saw, like – I mean, I'm just I'm just guessing. But I think, like, Oubre and, you know – you know, they're not kind of putting the same type of like physical pressure. Wiggins, you know, not not the same type of kind of like. I mean, Ubre is just nowhere near. He's not going to punish Kyle. So then I think it allows Fred to. It's like the the overall connectivity allows Fred to do that against the Warriors. Um, and you know, he did a good job against Lillard too. But it's just kind of um, okay. Let, let me let me just because I feel like we're gonna. You know, keep kind of talking about the same stuff, but I want to I want to wiggle through. So, George, sticking with you, um, let's like move this conversation into why do you think that we can't uh, close games or why why can't we hold on to big leads? Oh wait, sorry, Matt had a cool stat scrolling across um, the streamyard that I, I just want to point out. Uh, I, th- I think Pascal, yeah, Pascal Siakam uh, is uh, wait that was his first career triple double. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Well, I guess it immediately puts him in, f- uh, uh, in f- uh, tied for fifth all time with Carter, Oakley, and Alvin Williams, <laughs> among others. I'm hoping Pascal gets a couple more because it's like one is like, well, cheers. Oil.
2: He almost got one the other night too, but then he got sad. He's like
1: his playmaking is incredible, so I think that's something that is like you know that behind the back
3: pass. Oh my god! The first quarter was insane. Like Boucher didn't even know like it was possible. He was like, "What?" That was amazing. Okay, but yeah,
0: sorry.
2: I was just saying, him and Boucher really have a rhythm down, like which is nice. Uh, If especially if Boucher does play us. Center role. It's nice that it. like because you could tell with Baines like Siakam and him like did not have a vibe going, and it is really really nice to see that with Chris they've got a little thing. Yeah, and
1: and like I think my 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 kind of half answer to my own question about like where do we find internal improvement is like I think that you know taking Baines off the starting lineup like we have to figure out a way to integrate him into the bench because that to me is like a that's like one of those like coach corrections that it's like okay well you can't have run a couple practices and been like this is the guy starting and then like be like oh no there's chemistry issues and be like he can't play a minute and it's like that's cool for like a game or two, but I think then you maybe work him back. Like maybe it's still, you start small, but like him and Boucher come in the bench. To, you know what I mean? I think like you still got to, not necessarily Baines, but like you to like we can't like go small. That's not the full option here. Um, yeah. But okay. Just to kind of keep going here, George, we how do you think we close games?
2: Okay. Well, for starters, I really think we need, um, We need somebody who's as much of a shooting threat as Siakam because since he's really, like, right now the only guy that people are, like, paying a lot of attention to to block him from making a shot, we need there to be a second guy to take some of that pressure off because it's like, hey, it's crunch time. There's nine seconds left. Like, we just got to really get on Siakam because he's a guy, even though they were, like, saying that that wasn't even their first plan last time, it's just that there's not a lot of options we can go to, so then people can kind of just, like, figure out how to block us for nine seconds, I think.
1: Yeah, like, as far as, like, the very last play, like, I I think... I know the last play to me is like not that different even than the last like three minutes where when it starts to slow down it seems it's like the court closes up and like yeah like Pascal's the only one who can get who can get and like himself a decent shot Fred was working some magic going to the rim which is pretty new but I don't think that like a, someone his size reliably getting to the rim is a thing. Sorry.
2: I think it's the same answer though, even though I, I applied it only to the last nine seconds. Like I know, th- I, maybe this is like a basic basketball fan thing to say, but like, we concentrate so much on defense and I really appreciate that. And I think that's such a great thing, but unfortunately, like we also do have to be good at offense. Like we can't have these dry spells every game. And lately those dry spells, like at least in last night's game, like I don't love that our dry spells came in the last three minutes of the game where we don't have a chance to get it back. And like that, the problem is that we need more people to be able to fucking score. Like, it's important. <laughs> yeah, is important, and I'd rather have a stronger defensive team than offense, but you can't have, like, very little offense.
1: No, it's it, and it's, like, we definitely have, like, a system and a structure that, like, works for the most part, but then, you know, you need – You need guys to be able to break that structure. Like CJ was like, was probably like, okay, what's the play? The play is shake and bake and pop it in Fred's eye. And I think like that was like accepted. And, you know, Mello has a green light in, in, in the last part of the game as well. And like, I think Fred and Kyle do, but I think their offense is very flow of the game. And that's not what the end of the game is So Yeah uh, uh, Andre where are you at as far as like How do we close a game um, A little bit better Or yeah you know, like, how, how do we start getting
3: these wins Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, it comes down to actually closing out the fourth quarter. Um, And I think we're leaving, uh, you know, we're either leaving too big of a hill to climb or we've we've choked a a lead, right? Like these are kind of the storylines of these games that we're losing. Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, if it's down to the, the last possession, it's Kyle. And I would, uh, as much as he's available to play, um, I would have the ball in Kyle's hands. I think he's the most um, prepared for these types of moments and can set people up for success, whether it's it's him closing out or he's dishing to an open shooter. And, you know, that, yeah, like OG hit that game-winning shot, but it was... Mm, Eighty percent of the effort and and, and uh, decision making was on Kyle's uh, plate. go cool
1: fall it had something to do with that.
3: <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, totally. It was
2: all
1: it was um, all Kyle.
2: But I feel like yeah. Kyle did inbound the ball. Yesterday. Did he
1: He did, but I think like yeah, he he didn't get the ball back. There was definitely time for him, I think in both games, to be used like as an option. Yeah but you know what though that's 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 interesting, Andre, because I feel like even last year we were flirting with like Norm as this guy who was closing certain quarters and closing games. Like well one thing I heard that changed my mind a little bit is is that uh Coaches really don't want turnovers. And often, if you bring, if you try pick and roll or you bring another defender over, it just kind of creates chaos that's hard to control. Whereas, like yeah, if you tell your like a tall player who's really good to be like, make sure you get an open shot. That's yeah. kind of like more of a reliable thing.
3: Yeah, I thought, I thought the Siakam, Siakam possession to end the Portland game was totally fine. And he had not only a great attempt that, you know, I think percentage wise, we'd all be happy with him doing kind of a a little hook layup thing that, frankly, wasn't overly contested. And, and he got his hands on a rebound, too. So, um I think there's no criticism on on that front. You know, it's a make-or-miss league. It's a make-or-miss league, thing, <laughs> make miss league Doug. <laughs> No, but, you
1: know, to, to your point, too, I think Kyle understands the end of the game more than anyone else. Yeah, it's such a weird year because it's like this Kyle torch-passing season. Yeah. So we don't want to, like, over-rely on him, but also... It's like a. It's like maybe he needs to show the guys a little bit, yeah. a couple more times, and be like, "Okay, now try." Um,
2: I don't know. Uh, I also like Kyle. Like I think he's the best Raptor, uh, and I think so highly of him. And I don't want him to like not play. But what I'm about to say is that I have noticed that he you can tell he is a little older. He's still amazing and such a critical part of our team, but like last in the last two games like he wasn't really scoring a lot, but he was still so important to the plays that were happening. Does that but like I feel like it's yeah. like he was just he put all It's kind of like how Gasol not even the same degree by any means but how Gasol like still was so important because he was so strong defensively even though he like stopped being able to score at all it's not exactly the same by any means but I feel like it has a little bit of a similar trajectory
1: well I think Kyle's like actually I was watching the um, Portland feed uh, of the game yesterday and they were just talking about how Kyle's one of the like I think three or four players who's still playing at such a high level at 34 and he's he's going on 35 and like what's weird about him is like his three point shooting his just like overall IQ and activity you know not dissimilar really to to Gasol I think that Gasol's trajectory is like much faster going down but Kyle's like yeah for a point guard who isn't tall and can't jump that high and is losing lateral quickness like I think He's done an amazing job of kind of like picking his moments in such a way that like his he's just really stretching out his aging process. But like I too, you know, I am noticing this year. There's certain places where it's like, it's like it's like it seems like he loses his step, but then he goes off for like a little like his own mini run. So yeah, I th- yeah Kyle. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that I want. I'm like I'm all the way on the other side of like, what should we do with Kyle? And I'm like, make sure you get him for another three years.
2: I like, want
1: and, and, and I know, you know, I'm not sure like about the money and the da, 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 but I just think he's already showing glimpses of what he might be able to do from the bench, which is I think wreak havoc and win games. So oh. that's something I'm interested in seeing maybe this year. I think that that's like just a ridiculous thought for so many people. And I think there has to be this point in Kyle's career where it's like, okay, I'm not going for all-star games anymore, but I can still win rings. And I think I want that Kyle, you know what I mean? Sorry. I feel like I just No, I, just I think
3: kept going. Yeah, no, I think, I think it is, um, a transition year for for Kyle, right? Like it's kind of both a both a bridge season for him in his career, and it's a bridge season for the Raptors team as far as reconfiguring the pieces and and reconfiguring the roles. And you know, um, yeah, and 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 like you know, throw a team in Florida and, and have them playing like this insane schedule and be in this insane situation. Like I, you know i'm so i'm like uh i don't know it's it's not completely unpredictable what's what's happening this season um i think i've kind of had that that thought in the back of my head that like you know this is for better or worse that transition year and it comes faster than you think sometimes
2: yeah I was going to say, too, about how on the Raptors. like, I didn't really truly realize until both Mark and Serge left how important they were both, like, not only on the court, but off the court, especially, actually, especially both of them, but just take Mark, for example, like, I was pretty fine with him leaving, but then I, I was like, oh, man, his, like, even when he was on the bench not playing, like, his IQ and, like, watching the game and i think sharing what was going on with the players just made us so much better like the basketball iq dropped off so much and then also surge is like camaraderie and like hypeness i feel like is like those guys we lost what they did on the court but what they did off the court is like been like we we had bad vibes on the bench and like we have a
3: very, like, serious team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, there's not a lot of, like, pranksters, like, jokesters. And, like, you know, um, right now, like, the lighthearted people are probably, like, Banes. And, and, like, he's not playing well, so he's not cracking any jokes. But, no. like, Fred is very serious. Siakam's yeah. kind of serious. OG is, like aloof and kind of, you know, like he's not exactly Mr. Cheerful. Um, What's that, sir?
2: I said Kyle seems pissed off. <laughs> Which is okay, I get it. But I mean he's also not being fun Kyle who's bagged putting his finger in somebody was like
1: Yeah, no it's it's definitely off not off, It's definitely not a season of, like, joy. And, I mean, you know, to to Andre's point, it's like there's all this, like, tragically poetic stuff about, like, not having a home, you know, the the pandemic. And to to your point, uh, George, it's like, I think we're all feeling the cumulative negative effects of the combined powers of Serge and Mark. And the veteran just kind of, like orb that that a lot of people took for granted and okay th- but that 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 goes to the, my last raptors question and i'll go mm-hmm. i'll go to you george and i think i don't know maybe i'm just like totally hopefully hopelessly optimistic but after this last portland loss like I, i've been getting more optimistic this uh, you know on this road trip and nurse you know, speaking about like how serious we have been and Nurse, I think, has been pretty negative and and really kind of like condemning the play of his players quite a bit. Um, his tone changed a little bit. His tone was kind of like a more optimistic. It was kind of like he didn't like, yeah, the question around like first uh, or who's going to start, but he was kind of hinting at you know, this like mystery seventh guy, like Stanley Johnson, maybe. He definitely didn't mention Matt Thomas. So, anyone holding out for Matt Thomas, he actually <laughs> mentioned like four or five guys before him. That's a bummer. Um, oh, I was just being Matt Thomas currently sits number one in the career Raptors list for three point percentage with 482. And I do believe he uh, will remain there because I don't think Nurse is ever going to play him again. But yeah, we got like Utah, Stanley Johnson. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Baines, but Malachi, uh, Terrence Davis, um, and uh, yeah, like who, who do you think like should be the guy, um, George? As as far as like you know, and, and obviously it's going to go back and forth, but yeah, um,
2: I think it should be between Utah and maybe stanley like it really depends like if they need defense stanley also what i like about stanley is like he gets a few buckets but he's not that good at that but what i like is that like, he is like a bench guy but because he's been in the league for a while he doesn't like let the rest push him around that much or other players like you see him stand up and i always think that because he just seems like he has that confidence like i know what mm-hmm. he's um i think that has had some really powerful games and he's like picked up the slack where we kind of need it. Sometimes Terrence is fine, sometimes he's really likes terrible choices. And um, is this answering your question? It is hard, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I so I actually also like I think Malachi can be really great. I think you know. It, uh, to add to all the woes of the Raptors this year, which Andre already said, but, like, also the shortened training camp was really, like, not a good year for that to happen to us because we got, like, you know, new centers, and then, like, if I think Malachi could be great. He just – he needs a bit of – he needs a bit of time. It's like how Boucher always does better last season when he got to play longer minutes and stuff. Like, anyways – I don't yeah, know the yeah. answer, I guess. I would really like Matt Thomas to get a little bit better at defense because I would like him to be the guy, but, you know. Um, oh, I just typed in our
1: chat. I think I'm echoing, but Some... I maybe I maybe just was for a sec.
3: Seems okay, then.
1: <laughs> okay, we're, we're back. Well, yeah, yeah Um. That, that that was a question, George. And, and uh, yeah, Andre, like, where, where are you at as far as, like, you know who yeah. a nurse should trust. I feel like that's that's something that I'm like kind of keeps coming up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say for the highest potential to turn this thing around, like I kind of think it's Aaron Baines. Um, I think you know we've talked a lot about what we're missing from you know what what Surgeon Mark brought, and clearly that's why we brought Aaron Baines onto the team, and and I think both. Um, his ability to, to get us to play a little bit bigger, and I think that will have um, some benefits for people like OG and, and Siakam uh, to, to not have to bear as much of the burden, uh, whether it's defending centers or, or trying to, to beat centers at the rim. Um, <clears throat> so I, I would say that. And then the other thing is, I think if he can really turn it on, I think it gives us a veteran who's very uh, exuberant and emotional and I think can like help a lot if he's feeling good and he's yeah. pumped up like you know I do think it can re- really trickle down because we have a lot of like individual um, emotion guys which is really good because they kind of keep it contained like Siakam's like that OG's like that uh, uh, Fred's like that you know where like Ups and downs, they're kind of keeping it to themselves and they don't, you know, for better or worse, they don't always transfer their energy to their other teammates. Um, Kyle's a little different. And I think Baines is somebody that, like, if he's up and he's confident and he's feeling great, like he's going to lift the energy of the whole team, I think. I think. Um, so that's probably, uh, probably I, I for for a long term uh, success this year. If we're going to turn this around and and become a threat in the play-in match, which is really the ceiling right now that we're looking at, um, you know, I think it, I think it it's Baines. Uh Hey, hey, you know what?
1: I used to say Raptor second in the East, uh, and I've downgraded a little bit, but I'm still not play-in territory. I'm I'm more so like okay, six and you don't want to play us. But, I mean, we'll see. I think I, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how long my delusion holds on for and maybe if we can get some game winners. Uh, Baines I, is... Sorry, go ahead, George.
2: I was just going to have a question about Baines, but you might be about to answer it. So, wait, sorry.
1: No, no, hit me. Hit me with the Baines
2: question. I'm just kind of confused about what's going on with Baines because I get that he was really stuck. like stuck, He wasn't playing golf, well, but, like... He, what? he's not, and Len was kind of playing better than him. All these mm-hmm. things are true, but, you know, see, Atom was really stuck in right away too. I just don't really understand why Baines isn't even, like, dr- really good like, He is, I guess, but like, he, like, he knows he's not playing. And I don't really understand why he's not playing at all. Like, it seems like there's something behind the scenes that maybe we don't know about, or am I, or did I miss something that they talked
1: about? No, I mean, you know, it's definitely not something I've, I've heard of, and, and I made this analogy last week, and I'm gonna, like, just take it stupidly even further. Uh, and that's, like, Nurse, you know, he showed up, and they're like, here's a Lamborghini, and he drove the hell out of it, won the race. Then he showed up and they're like, here's an Audi. He drove it pretty well, but not like to the absolute best of its abilities and came close. Now he's driving, uh, uh, now he's driving a Chevy and it's like he's overreacting like big time. So it's kind of like, oh, I took that turn too tight. And he's like, okay, let me just like slow it all the way down. And it's like, he's got... He's maybe. figuring it out, but I think the Baines thing, personally, is an overreaction. Like, I think he deserves minutes. Like, to are take you, him off the starting lineup and not play him at all is, I don't know.
2: Are you saying the team is those cars? Uh, y- kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my, <laughs> my analogy. Yeah, I Nurse is like some-, some... It just took me a second. I thought Baines was driving, Like you're saying Nick is the driver and he got a Lamborghini. Yeah, I get it. Now it now it's a Chevy and he's like, well, I'm actually used to people who can. That's how I feel about his defense, too. Like, Nick is an amazing coach, but his defensive schemes are really complicated. And you have a whole new team that didn't have a lot of time to rehearse. <laughs> I'm an actor, clearly. Rehearse before they had to start the season and maybe... Yeah. Great! You don't need to take those turns so fast. You don't need to like push a Chevy to do things that an Audi can do. Like, yeah, I think that's a really strong analogy. Oh my God. When you you,
1: you started by asking me to clarify and I'm like, oh man, this analogy is going to suck.
2: No, it's so good. I just needed to like um, deconstruct it. I think that's exactly on it. I'm actually more mad at the front office than the players, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think the front office didn't put us in the best position and kind of like needs to act. And and sorry, just because I said act and you said, like thinking about it as rehearsal and acting, I can't get this stupid image out of my head where like they're all actors and it's like some version of them doing like that stupid ending to the OA season one. Like that's what basketball is. Uh, it's like, everyone is like playing a part and nothing's real. Um, but uh, I, well, I think we should move on to some NBA stuff. Uh, Cause there's NBA stuff going on. Um, Maddie. Good sir. Um, keep coming with those quotes. I missed one. I'm Sorry viewers and uh, that I, I didn't comment on it, but I, I missed one I know I did. Uh, but Matt, please good sir, give me your 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 most delicious NBA sting
0: this is Adam Silver
1: They go wild for it the Adam the Adam Silver is gonna say Adam Sandler. the Adam silver <laughs> tugboat sting. Uh, it's a hot, hot, um, delicious, delicious <laughs> audio sting. Um, so you, Matt, see, I'm trying to get, you know, we're, we're a team here. Um, oh, God. Uh, let's go to you first, uh, Andre. Okay. Um, uh, this is just like a classic, lighthearted, early season question. Uh, it's just a coaching hot seat question. Who do you think is on the coaching hot seat? There's inevitably a coach or two or five or seven that get uh, the, you know, most of the blame for their team underperforming and, and they get tossed. So uh, who do you think it is? I'm, g- I'm going to pull up the standings while you do this too.
3: Um, <clears throat> um, you know, this is an interesting one because I think a lot of the bad coaches kind of Moved jobs uh, last season, and now we're we've got either a lot of brand new coaches or or people that have been proven to be good. Um, but I do think that uh, our old buddy Dwayne Casey might um, be in a, in a tough spot. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me and too. It, and it's and it's not that he like necessarily did a bad job. I just feel like that whole. Detroit situation's a tire fire and nothing. It's almost like you got to strip it down to the studs, and um, there's not, there's very little redeemable in that in that uh, organization right now. And yeah, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's necessarily that he's he's done a bad job. he's just probably the wrong guy for that squad and where that team is and and it might be a bit of the like twilight of his career and he'll kind of go to being an assistant coach somewhere for a couple more years and and that might be that for for dwayne yep
1: uh dwayne dwayne's a good dwayne's a good pick uh george who do you think um might get let go? Due to, uh, I mean, I guess any reason.
2: I mean, I was thinking about this question. Uh, it's hard to tell because I don't really know because this NBA season has been crazy. So the people who I would have expected before the season started, like their things are weirdly actually playing kind of okay. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I know.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, like the
1: Cavs or, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. And the Knicks are even not like terrible. And, um, you know, even Sacramento, like they, that i heard on the broadcast, I mean, like his work coaches go to die. I'm like, yeah, but they're not doing that bad. So I don't know. I don't really have an answer to this story. I mean, honest. I don't think, I guess maybe doing Casey, but I even think it's like not his, I, I don't know. It's like their front office.
1: Yeah. They might like wait till they're even a bit better to fire him. <laughs> they might be like, once we get two more draft picks, we'll fire Casey. Cause yeah. I think he's on a pretty big, contract um yeah uh, i mean i I brought this up because of uh i read that scott brooks of the washington wizards was on the hot seat um which would would make some sense but yes sacramento was kind of like my backup answer but they're not doing that bad um the wizards aren't doing that bad are they uh the wizards are three and eight um (laughs) and and they do have westbrook and beal so i think there are expectations there um Right. but uh, it felt like um sorry just uh, for anyone who's checking this out on YouTube but we just got a hot message from Andre new new webcam ready to go so there was some webcam stuff <laughs> that is gonna be solved let me tell you mid pod um, but George let's uh let's, let's stick with you here um, and this is just like a however you feel question no right answers I kind of just want to have a conversation with you guys about like you know we're all going through this pandemic and it seems like the security or detail or planning or spread or whatever that um you know surrounded the bubble and also the magic in the bubble in regards to like, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and the movements and, the po- you know, the platform that was created there uh, was kind of like so unique and special. And I brought this up on the pod before you know, from like an entertainment perspective, um, like how to make it like more view, like viewer friendly. But just, yeah, we, with coronavirus getting closer and games actually postponing, um, how are you feeling like as an NBA fan?
2: Um, I'm feeling kind of frustrated as an NBA fan. I don't know if it's like the Corona specifically. I think I'm actually feeling really frustrated more as a Raptors fan because of the Tampa situation and I know that's not really totally tied to your question, but like... Um, oh, there's, there's frustration to go around. <laughs> also, did you see it came out today that Duncan Robinson said that when they were playing... The Raptors, like he said, it's really tough. Did you guys already talk about this? How he said it's so shitty for the Raptors because, like, all the fans in that arena are cheering for like other. Teams. Oh, so when he oh, yeah he said like the fans were booing the Raptors and and it was quiet and then uh Fred just turned and screamed at that fan, "Put on your mask!" <laughs> or something like that's
1: just... <laughs> that's bleak. Yeah, that it's so cool. super bleak.
2: So now there won't be fans anymore there. But anyways, it's it, it's 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 all bleak. Like I thought it was actually a lot less bleak in the bubble, but that wasn't sustainable. Um I don't like that like people are getting coronavirus because it's deadly, but more so more realistically, it's just gonna you know, affect the way they throw for kind of the rest of their lives because of breathing issues, like yeah.
1: yeah like that's really starting to kind of like I guess you know yeah, and I should I, like you know just, just in case you know anyone in the podcast thinks we're dancing around it I mean I, I, I don't want to speak for, for you two but I can kind of assume it's it's, it's extremely upsetting, upsetting also as a Raptor fan watching this Terrence Davis situation play mm-hmm. out but you know and, and I think yeah I mean we don't have to go down that, that route and we you know I've talked about it on the pod before but um, it seems like it's a bit too egregious as far as like we need to make money and safety will take it some if we can get some whereas yeah, in but- the bubble it was like okay everything has to be safe to make money you know it's all this like one purpose sorry yeah, but I don't
2: think the guys, like, the other thing about the bubble, it's like they were going over top to make sure everyone was safe, but, like, I don't think the players wanted to do that. Like,
1: no, it was, no, it was it was, it was was rough for the players, like, lots of mental health issues, isolation, like, yeah. it's a scary time in general, like, yeah, the bubble was, like, a very convenient fan solution, and, and, and that's, yeah. a, that's a really good point, George, by the way.
2: The other thing that I don't know, again, more specific to the Raptors, I don't know if you guys are soured over this, but like, I feel like the organization must be like, I'm a little soured because they, I think the Raptors were kind of hoping the NBA would help pay for some of this, like moving to Florida. And I don't think they did. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't i think that's how it came out like i think the organization is paying for all this so it's like our team paid a butt ton of money to go to florida where people don't even fucking want them there or like are going to cheer for other teams it's like the debt it's well actually i live in the deadliest state but um it's just all shitty it's all Yeah. yeah. On top of it, we're not playing well, and like I don't at I, at first I was obviously like bummed on the players, but I'm not. I I like like watching them. I think they're playing fun. I I just blame everything around them.
1: Yes, uh, that's such a good point. Like I'm really enjoying the players we have too. So like, I'm I'm trying not to be too hurt by like trade this person and trade that person's style conversation, because I know that's just how, like, basketball goes, but it's like, I truly do like and believe in most of the players we have, especially that are core players. Um, but, yeah, a- a- Andre, just to kind of, like, feel free mm-hmm. to comment on anything we've talked about, or just like, what's your overall vibe right now as an NBA fan?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll contextualize it as a Raptors fan. It it, it seems like we've, we've had a um, like, Injury, and we haven't been given the opportunity to heal from it, you know. And and whether that injury was just the bubble or or whatever happened this off season, and and I can only imagine there's just like so little joy in the day to day of this thing, right? Like the team's losing over and over again, which is horrible and must grate on people. And there's no exit ramp to go blow some steam off or feel good. And then when you're actually getting into like the purpose, you know, like what, why are we here? The existential purpose of this thing. It's like, you're in Florida. Nobody wants you there. You're playing a game. This game is a distraction to all these people that are sick. And, and um, there's, there's just very, very little to, to motivate, you know, at the end of the day. So um, I think there's just a a, an ongoing injury of psyche of organizational stress you know it's like a stress fracture and we're just constantly jumping on it and i'm sure Masai wants to fix some stuff i'm sure bobby wants to fix some stuff i'm sure nurse wants to fix some stuff i'm sure the players want to fix some stuff but it's like where do you where do you go to do that you know you're not you're not sitting in a gym for eight hours working on stuff with your full staff and your full team. Um, you're not in the boardroom at Air Canada center drawing up, uh, G league plans to help out for player development. Like there's just so yeah. much that just, it gets to the point where you're really just bashing your head against the wall. Like, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have nothing but but sympathy for these guys, and you know the the <laughs> they've they've proven it for the I mean this Kyle Lowry era has proven that these are some of the toughest, most competitive, most selfless, most um, you know it's it's impossible not to cheer for these guys and the culture that has been built. It's not the guys, you know. Like it's, we don't have the wrong collection of guys um, to make for a successful and enjoyable basketball product. Like it's to me, it's so much more the environment, and it's and it's this world that that they're living in, and and yeah, I mean they're they're in a lose lose situation. Like, what do you do, you know? Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: you're 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 bang on in so so many ways like you know with lose lose it's like yeah they're a way away you know they have a home court even in this weird scenario the the existential thing of you know like being in a place that you're not necessarily wanted also as a distraction um and and i mean i really like the stress fracture that you kind of keep jumping on um and yeah it's just um george uh
2: Sorry, I you
1: thought got, that was... I no,
2: like, I, I loved it. I was going to say, there, there, like, it is such a lose-lose situation because I feel like the obvi- the answer of, like, not having this season is not a good one either because if you just look at, especially for the Raptors, like, Pascal's our best player. He started playing basketball quite late in his life. So I think when he took all that time off, when there was a break before you got to the bubble his lack of like a lifetime of basketball really caught up to him in a way that other players didn't. Does this make sense so far? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, yeah. He's not a guy who can take the whole season off and come back great. I don't think so. I think like we maybe all just have to be okay with this season, just sucking in order for the next season to be okay. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, I think I think that's right, and um, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, a, a nice way to transition, but there, there, <laughs> there isn't really one after I invite, like, an airing of the grievances, but you know what? Airing of the grievances is, is good, and uh, do you want to do some quickish questions, you two? <laughs> Play that sting. <laughs> okay, you know what? Andre, I feel like I want to let you take away. Like, please, okay. please say, Maddie, give me that quickish question sting. Maddie, Give me that Quickest
3: question Sting Quickest question
1: Okay I'm gonna let people Do that more It felt good Although I thought Maybe Matt Was like not gonna Play it for you <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Only when You fr- know what I mean Or something like I, like, I, like I maybe Disrupted the rhythm Of the universe But we're good <laughs> Um Sorry, I don't know. Uh, I thought someone was going to say something for sure. (laughs) And you know what? (laughs) Sometimes pods don't work like that. But uh, this is Quickish Questions. Um, This is my stupid made-up game where uh, I read uh, a bunch of listener questions uh, as concisely as humanly possible. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. I'm going to misread a comma. I, I might not, you know, like if there's a question mark there, I'll hit it, perhaps, um, but you know what? That's okay. You have to answer as quickly as humanly possible. Uh, you can't phone a friend. You, no delaying. Fair. Um, yeah. You, Matt, you know, no stammering, you know, like you can't ask me No a filibustering. Back. No filibustering. I like that. Um, okay. I think I'm just pulling it up here. Almost there, buddies. Here we go, here we go. Uh, and it's on. Okay, let's do uh, George, Andre, Matt. Are we ready? Let's yeah. It. That's sick. Um, <laughs> George, next Raptor triple-double will be by? Seattle. Whoa. I think so. Andre, what did you get Chris Boucher for his birthday?
3: Uh, Nintendo Switch. Nice. <laughs> and with the Animal Crossing. I think oh, my God. I think, I think he'll dig it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, who is
1: your next starting five for the... Oh, I'm, oh, I jumped a question. But you know what? Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that. Um, who is your next starting five for the next game on Thursday? Uh,
0: next starting five, I want uh, Lowry... Fred, Pascal, OG, Boucher. Okay. Ooh. Um,
1: George. Yes. Who on the roster this year would you want taking the last shot?
2: Ooh. Well, if it's a three, I want it to be Boucher. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: That's fair. Yeah, Boucher is um, clearly the best. He should be in the three-point contest. <laughs> He's, He's really amazing cute. now. Um, Andre. <laughs> Short answer, remember? What sure. is healthy fandom? Uh, l- um, letting go. Wow. Folks, we got a poet. <laughs> um, that wasn't sarcastic. That was a, you Rock it. Uh, Matt. Yes. Um... Who is the tallest person you
0: personally know well? Know <laughs> well. That's um, right. Specify it. Oh, God. Who's the tallest person I know? Jesus, probably not that tall. I would say Adam Christie, but do I know him that well? Yeah, He picks on me a lot on this podcast. <laughs> you, you, Anyone on the pod, you're good. <laughs> and it's probably Adam Christie. Yeah. Um,
1: George. Okay. Hey Uh, do to do where is Matt Thomas on the bench correct (laughs) (laughs) with the first 10 games out of the way are you excited for the start of the regular
3: season
2: (laughs) Uh,
3: no (laughs) cheers
1: Matt yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> after these 10 games mm-hmm. are we making the playoffs yes wow okay we're gonna make this this last question of quickish questions and the pod and I'll play after and uh, George after the last few games is Pascal an all-star starter
2: I think he is
1: Andre, is Pascal an all-star starter? No, I don't think so. Matt, is Pascal an all-star starter? Oh, he turned up the music for himself.
0: (laughs) Wow,
1: he only answers in sounds. (laughs) Oh my God, that's... uh that's harsh i'm gonna even it out and say yes even though i don't uh answer my own questions but i just want it to be true um okay that's the pod we we made it to the end of uh this this wonderful podcast it's uh still snowing here i think in toronto (laughs) la it's probably like nice and beautiful a Um, a little overcast cheers uh uh, George, you got uh, all sorts of stuff going on. I didn't mention the uh, that you're. Uh, are, are you doing that all the time with the sports betting stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah, I work for. Or I'm yeah, I work for the sports gambling podcast network, and I put out a video every Monday on like what the best bets in the NBA are for that day. Sweet. So, sweet. Yeah, it's it's on. Uh, you can mostly see it on the site Better Than Vegas and follow Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I'm up there.
1: Cool. Uh we'll check that out, everybody. Um Andre, uh what do you what do you got going on you want people to know about?
3: Sure. Um you can follow me on Twitter, Andre Depap at Andre Depap. Um I'm planning to uh read uh, a lot more books this year and I plan to share the wisdom I gleaned from that book um onto Twitter. So trying to be a little smarter.
1: Okay, and for folks that are You know, eager to get like a sneak peek Are they encouraged to corner you And ask your opinion on any book?
3: If anybody comes five feet from me <laughs> I will um, throw a hockey stick at you Yeah, you'll freak out because of the pandemic Cheers Exactly um,
1: Don't go near Andre uh, <laughs> Period um, Leave him alone um, But you know, if you're standing in a field And you want to hear his opinions on a book you can. Please,
0: Twitter Twitter
1: uh that's it we made it to the end of the pod uh thank you so much for everyone who every bun every bun that has been eaten this day no uh thanks for everyone who listens to this podcast uh yeah, we're having a blast, um, and uh, thanks for all the support recently. Like things are kind of growing, so um, I'm pretty sure we'll be coming for Joe Rogan
0: super quick. <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: yeah, this this is the end of the pod. Share, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, good sir, just give me the okay. Okay.